you know, who are catering or doing makeup, you know, who are being abused. Why does an actor have to come out and protect them? The studio, everybody should already be doing it. Can we take a minute to just like talk about how crazy that is? How one person can just step up and say people were treated badly on a uh, on a movie and have their whole career blacklisted at Warner yep. Brothers. Yep. While while another the, guy is while literally the out there. Is running all around Hollywood, uh, Hawaii, beating up yeah. people and shit and choking them and stealing passports and shit. Yeah, kidnapping motherfuckers and throwing chairs at people. I know. <laughs> and they're I know. like, we put too much money in them now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Oh shit. Yo, like that's just shit. We're like, like you said, we're such a fucked up country. Like, how do you weigh that scale wise? <laughs> like, I stuck in the well, loop. This guy, yeah, it goes back again. Media manipulation. <laughs> it, you get so much corruption, man, from the top down. Holy shit. Low, low education. Not the education is low. You're you're easily manipulating through the media. You got politicians. I mean, it all goes through, man. People in power, you know, pushing their agendas. It's it's, it's not going to change, man. Welcome, everybody, back to another episode of Shoot the Shit. We are back on this wonderful Sunday morning June 5th, yes, we took a bit of a hiatus, and we're back with number episode 97, three away from the big 100, and with me, as always, my partner in crime, Mr. Two Beards, what's up, sir? Nada, nada, man. It's, uh, enjoying this it's, uh, nice, good weather on Saturday. Oh, Sunday, uh, sir. Sunday, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Super excited about... Uh, like june because there's like fucking packed back-to-back gaming it's such a nice escape from all the fucked up shit going on in the world right now so, oh yeah oh yeah. yeah i'm cool man i'm cool yeah man i can't wait to get in and talk to you uh about gaming i don't think we have been on there in terms of uh what we went out of you know some of the different shows i mean let's be honest really there's only really a few big shows uh, really, like iGen has a show, but you know that's just covering multiple games, right? Let, well, let's be honest, right? The biggest shows are going to be, of course, the Xbox show and probably like the PC gaming or the feature show. They're they're one and the same, right? Um, and then PC gaming is not even really that big of a show. It's just it's just a whole bunch of new like indie titles that we usually get out of that. So I usually enjoy watching that. But outside of that, like Sony did their state of play, which really wasn't a show. It was just a celebration of third party titles, which we'll mm-hmm. get into later. Um, Sega had a show, which I didn't even get a chance to see. So I know nothing about it to even give a comment on it. But if you did, I'll allow you to comment on that later. Uh, there's no, I guess there's a Nintendo direct sometime. I don't know. I didn't see the I schedule. I haven't seen like, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know if they're just going to wait till around um, uh, later in the, the month around the, the Tokyo game show area yeah. and maybe do a big direct then or if they're just going to have their stuff spread out on um, if they're just going to show their sh- their stuff during uh, the um, summer summer game summer games fest and, and the new IGN game show. 
Yeah, so I'm expecting more out of the IGN game show. They show us a lot of these, you know, third-party titles that maybe may not be covered under the Microsoft show. But as we know, right now, it's just, I know you're excited. I'm excited, but it's like, it's, it's like there's no EA, there's no Ubisoft. There is, you know, so many companies that you don't see, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if it's because all of them are getting bought out, which is not on their thing, but maybe we could talk about it later. <laughs> You know, since we did miss out on some of that stuff being on hiatus, um, but yeah, it's just so much stuff, and yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm I'm happy to escape away from the realities of this world. Um, uh, it's good to to be back on the show. Just a little context for those listening. Um, I started a new position, a new job. Uh, I also had a, a new addition to our family, a puppy. So it was a lot of stuff happening, and I'm sure you guys know, like, one of the episodes where the dogs were going crazy. I know you've heard it. So uh, typically my main dog, he's quiet, he's cool, he doesn't bother anybody, just sleeps on the couch. He's good, but now with the puppies, all new energy, so it's like I'm balancing that, and then also the new job and, you know, the needs of that. And it was just very hard to work a full-time job overtime on a full-time new job, manage the family and then also you know have time to record edit post do all that stuff for the show so thanks to beards he said you do let's take a hiatus we did i wanted to do a live show on the third but i'm kind of little tired (laughs) so i didn't get to it i needed to take a nap and um so uh for this episode this is being recorded offline uh, this one probably won't be up until Wednesday. I know our normal record time, normal delivery date is Tuesdays. Um, Beards um, wants me to change, so we might be changing our schedule a bit. Uh, more up information on our Twitter for that. You know, are in, uh, in the know, I N T H E K N O E, in the know uh, to uh, get more information for our. Um, or any changes, right? And that's at Arn Games, but it's in the know. If you search that, you'll find us. And, you know, subscribe to our, you know, follow our, us on Twitter. And then uh, stay up to date for, you know, when we take hiatus changes and stuff like that. So, with all that said, Beards, Beards, we missed a lot. Um, before we go into our topics, is there, I guess, one or one or two topics I think that we did, never got to cover that you wanted to come that you wanted to talk about or give some insights to that we might have missed the whole ea putting itself up for sale and nobody willing to purchase it was pretty weird yeah but yep then i somebody put a i read something recently that kind of shed a lot of light on it uh the person who holds the the person who's in control of ea right now like all the deals that they're trying to put out there basically leaves him in control of a how the company is ran and i guess people are like i'm not willing to spend that amount of money if the same guy who's making all the decisions gets to stay in his position so that's why i think they're having such a yeah. hard time unloading it yeah it doesn't make sense um uh, yeah i mean we heard a lot right we heard uh interestingly enough comcast wasn't looking for maybe an all-out buy but it was some type of partnership uh mm-hmm. merger uh then we heard mergers from amazon which I'm going to still say today, you don't want Amazon touching any of your games, any of your big game companies. I don't know. Nope. And, and for all y'all who say, oh, I'd rather Amazon take it than, you know, Microsoft or, or Sony or whatever, you know, allegiance you have. Keep in mind that once it goes to Amazon, it's most likely going to be PC only for one. Um, mm-hmm. Number two, 
uh, any game that they release will probably most likely die within a month or two after coming out because Amazon's yep. track record for games is not very successful. Period. Yep. <laughs> and all those uh, studios within that that big publishing house will dissolve, mm-hmm. and all your all your greats and favorites will will start working on mobile games and yep. <laughs> And web browser game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I, if anything, if I, I'm going to be honest, and now those were jokes, but to be honest, if Amazon got it, I think only thing Amazon will want to do is similar to what Microsoft is doing, which is buy studios to back up their Luma, their quote-unquote cloud delivery, Game Pass, whatever you want to call it, service. So they're probably looking for companies to buy just to have titles to back up their portfolio of cloud delivery, right? So... If anything, I think that's the main reason why they will buy it, um, just for that. And then, I guess if you're a Microsoft person or Xbox person, you could pay Amazon to have Luma on your system to access, you know, all those games. That's that's the way, just the way I look at it. But yeah, that was one definitely one of the uh, big things that I wanted to uh, cover. Mm-hmm. I think it was pretty huge. EA EA is a big company, right? But we we've mm-hmm. seen. The fall of EA in a way that, like, even like the, them losing the FIFA license, which was huge, uh, the f- pits and falls of uh, the Star Wars licensing. Unfortunately, their sports games aren't doing as well as they usually do. So it's it's a lot of, and even even though they're doing a lot of positive things, right? So there's a lot of games that came out where they were hands off, right? Apex being one of them. Uh, which was a global success. Uh, the one about the two guys in prison where you had to break out, global success. Uh, it takes two, global success. You know, they've put out titles where they were hands-off, and it was good, but then you look at the big flagship titles like Battlefield and others, and you're like, what the fuck is happening, right? <laughs> like, yep. what are you doing? <laughs> so uh, it's, it's interesting. I'm, I'm, EA has a lot of good titles, and then, of course, Ubisoft 2 was another one that came out. Ubisoft was purchased... Uh, by another group was it was it the group i think it's the group that owns Koch media right i believe believe, was it embracer i think it was embracer i think it was embracer Mm -hmm. it might have been another studio group but i could no no maybe no 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 i apologize group embracer bought up all the square enix stuff which we didn't talk about yeah that's right that's right they bought all the square enix uh uh, studios non-japanese studios um western studios and then no, no, another company, I think, gave them money for Ubisoft. But as I stated before, if I was anybody, if I was anybody, if I'm Sony, I would invest right now in either Stadia or Ubisoft. And only reason why is for cloud delivery. That's it. You paid a whole bunch of money into Gakai, I think it was. Um, and as we've seen already from the people talking about the new PlayStation Plus, especially with the uh, cloud delivery of the uh, backwards compatible games, uh, they say the frame rates are horrible, uh, the resolutions are horrible, um, it's not a good experience. So you clearly, clearly, clearly need to get um, somebody who understands cloud delivery. We know they've made partnership with Microsoft. I don't know if they're using it now or if they are. And they're definitely not. Uh, you like know, from go ahead. <laughs> Um, sorry, I mean to cut you off from, from what I've read. Basically, like they're not even using it in that that in that capacity, which is weird. And also, the reason why their backwards compatibility is so bad is that the emulator that they're using is horrible. Like they like yeah. there's tried and true emulators out there that they could actually use that are better than the in-house ones that they're they're currently using. So I don't know was 
I it sounds like there's like um it sounds like even with Ryan being the supposed hit now, yeah. it sounds like there's still a tug of war going on there where one person wants to do it one way and one person wants to do it another. Because mm. like everything is there's so much contradictory shit all the time. Yeah, and and yeah, so. and, and I agree. Like if they get the Bethesda deal goes through, which we saw more stuff about in America, politicians pushing against them, uh, Sony being caught for uh, basically bribing and paying off people to give good reviews. There's a lot of shit that they're investigating and looking into in terms of trying to maybe possibly stop uh, that merger or that purchase. Um, if they do get them, but, uh, Bungie will be a great addition to Sony in terms of cloud delivery oh, yeah. and all yeah, that other stuff, right? But, you, but with... <laughs> With Ubisoft, Ubisoft is doing cloud delivery across multiple platforms, which I'm not saying that Blizzard, I'm not Blizzard, excuse me, Bungie's not doing. I'm just saying that Ubisoft is known for games as a service, for multiple games as a service. Um, Whether you say they're successful or not, that's their thing. (laughs) Um, and, And if it's not them, then Stadia, which is probably one of the biggest people who have cloud delivery, and they they're already set to the point where if you did want to do PlayStation delivery and doing cloud delivery of PlayStation Five, PlayStation Four games, uh, Stadia is probably the best bet in terms of already be set up for something like that, right? That you they mm-hmm. have the technology, you just plug it into whatever you, your systems and games, and then you're done, right? So like I think those two things would be the smartest thing for Sony. Um, it, and when you listen to Ryan, it's like he's like he's he's behind the ball, right? Everybody praises Sony because they're first party games, but it's like now he just came up to like the twenty twenties and he said, Oh, games as a service is actually a thing. Let's yeah. let's make some money <laughs> off of it and let's stop these first party games. Yes, guys, you're gonna get less and less first party games. Similar to what EA was talking about like eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, because Sony wants money, right? So they're you know, you you're going to run into that that issue. So I'm very curious to see how Sony looks. I'm very curious to see how... I know Sony fanboys will change themselves, but as you see less and less third-party games... I mean, excuse me. First-person games. First-person games. Uh, first single-player experiences. I apologize. That's what I'm trying to get. Third-person third single-player experiences. Narrative experiences. Yes. <laughs> like Horizon. Like, you'll still get those games, but you won't get as many probably new titles, right? Um, as you would think. They're, they're going to cut back on because they want to get into games as a service. So once they start to do that, and more games are now on multiple platforms, which is what Sony's starting to get into now with PC, and I'm sure they're going to extend it. If they can make, mo- if they can make money off of so- Alpha Xbox, they will do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. They don't fucking care. So all you say, oh, well, it's exclusive. But no, if they can make money off of it, they will do it. Yeah, so... Like, you're not going to see Last of Us on the Xbox pro- most pro- uh, nine times out of ten. Yes, you can. But, like, no, but uh, well, I was going to say... But the, the, through PC, you will. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, Last of Us multiplayer as a live service game, it's a possibility. Yeah. <laughs> Look at Minecraft, you know? Yeah. And you can, so, who says you can't play Gears? You can't play God of War right now on your uh, Xbox. True. <laughs> <laughs> There's ways, there's ways, and legally, and legally. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so yeah, there was a lot of stuff that happened, uh, especially with gaming that we didn't get to cover. But uh, anything else you want? Anything else within the you know the gaming ecosystem that you want to go to before uh, I go into uh, the monologue and we go into these topics? 
I did want to say on the uh, the EA thing, mm-hmm. uh, what's very interesting that all signs are pointing towards, it looks like Apple is going to be the one to snatch them up. And I don't know what that looks like. Well, Apple Apple is, of course, do, they do their Apple Play Store. Um, and they're very, they're another greedy company um, that likes to double dip into stuff. I'm not yeah, sure either. I'm, I'm not sure either. Yeah, because I've never heard of Apple putting any of their products on another platform yeah. ever. So it's like um, outside of being able to listen to uh, iTunes, that's about it. So it's like I, I can't see them keeping games multi-platform. I can, as weird as it's going to sound, I wouldn't be surprised if they moved the majority of the stuff over to Apple Arcade. Because I, yep. yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't see them actually... Um, actually having this out for uh for having the uh the ea games continue on steam and console and stuff like that but we'll see if it happens now i can see it going on steam but you have to uh go into their their thing Mm. i could kind of still see that um so like you're going into a client built that takes you right directly to apple arcade or something like that i could see that on on the pc and (laughs) on the console and i'm not sure yeah, I was gonna say we're gonna have to launch an Apple app on a console to play EA games after a while. You may, and if, they, and if Apple does buy it, what does that mean for uh, EA games under Microsoft? That's a good question. Does that leave yeah, Game Pass? I guess it's like it'll it'll last for its contract and then it's out of there. Yeah, yeah. Now, do you think there's any possibility that Microsoft could even toy with the idea of purchasing EA if Activision goes through? I think it all depends on the price. I don't think they're going to try to, uh, if it's like a 20 to $30 billion purchase, I don't think they're going to go for something like that after something as big as Activision. So yeah, I guess, I guess there's no way they're going to actually try to go for it. Oh, we don't. Yeah. I'm just thinking more because that was a big thing for game pass. And I'm sure coming up in uh, next Sunday, uh, we're going to hear more about the uh, Ubisoft, uh, and That's plus in Game Pass as well. because we're starting to see more Ubisoft games now coming to uh, Game Pass and then of course you know Sony already announced that they have their partnership so yeah they er- may try to yeah. they may try to hard contract them in for the next couple of years so no matter what no matter who um, purchases EA we have to adhere to that contract like if they're like uh, E plus yeah it has to be a part of us for the next 5 to 10 years they'll have to still do it Smart decision. The question I have is, do you think Sony would put their uh, Game Pass onto the uh, Xbox or buy Microsoft? Which one would you think would happen first? I think uh, PlayStation would never put PS Plus on an Xbox. And Interesting. I, yeah, but like, um, but we already know Xbox would be willing to put Game Pass onto either the Switch or the PlayStation if they'll accept it. So You don't think even if it would meant more money for um sony they wouldn't put their their subscription on the xbox even for more money no like this is from this yes yeah, from the same company that even though they they're starting to reach out into these avenues they're still the ones who uh make uh, cross play hard for everybody like so i um no they just make cross play more profitable for themselves yeah and in turn makes it harder for everybody. <laughs> so like I I think like um they I don't feel they look at like competition as being good. Like they they I think they want they want to outright destroy their competition and just have complete control over their, their platform. 
So like um, to everybody else might be seeing it as a thumbs up of, hey, you're getting more money, you're getting um, more eyes on the uh, PS service. They may be looking at it as um, somebody who owns an Xbox to not have reason to go over and not buy a PlayStation if they can if they can play their games to a PS Plus app on the uh, on the Xbox. I don't know, man, because I'm the way I'm looking at it. I think Sony is starting to see, especially with all these console issues right now. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think they're they're looking to uh, moving away from. Uh, consoles and move into more of a digital only uh, ecosystem. We'll see. I, th- I think they're they're starting to see it, and I think that's where they're they're starting to move towards. That's why I keep saying this is important for them to start investing as many uh, cloud delivery platforms as possible, just to make sure that they're they're ready to go. Because after the, it, we're hearing refreshes, which I hope not, but refreshes in twenty four twenty five. That would be so fucking stupid. And and that's going to be and you know you're going to get your adopters, but I I see so many people being like, dude, at first I couldn't get your one system, and now you're giving me another one, and and I'm not seeing any improvement in games. Like I'm done. And then yeah, that, yeah. my god, that would be dumb. And talk yeah. about diminishing returns because it's like it's nothing you could uh, outside of just increasing the RAM and the uh, the RAM and the hard drive space. One with a more powerful video card at this point is really not going to make uh, much sense. Like it's not like you're like as you just said before. One, nobody's actually even using the tools that are available on the current systems. Two, you're really spitting in the face of everybody who made a five hundred dollar investment by dropping a brand new uh, shiny console within just three years of that investment being placed. Some people making a thousand dollar, eight hundred to a thousand dollar investment. Oh yeah, for the people who uh, who bought from scalpers and shit like that. So yeah, like no, fuck that. Like it's stupid. Like uh, these consoles are supposed to be built to be future proof. The only type of console refresh that should be made is um, the technology improved so we can make a thinner, smaller system, uh, shave down system to fit better into your uh, uh, to fit better into your living room set or your entertainment center. That should be about it. It shouldn't be uh, we we're we're producing a more powerful system that you're not going to see any benefits from. It's just dumb. Yep, yep. For all those listening, just buy a PC. <laughs> For all those listening, buy uh whatever, buy wherever you like having fun playing. Doesn't matter. Like a don't PC. listen to the, don't don't listen to this guy. Like a PC. <laughs> Only uh, if you want to play on PC. <laughs> no, only that one, only if you want to play both the best Xbox and PlayStation oh, games boy, without having go. to buy both systems. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> anyway, let me uh, thank you, sir, for the catch up on real quickly the other stuff. Uh, let me do the monologue real quick. Alrighty. And then, uh, we can get into these topics. Monologue. The floor is yours. Thank you. Monologue, I don't know, maybe big, maybe long or not, but. Let's go. America has a problem. And America's one number one problem is they're stuck in a loop. And uh, me being here for 40 plus years of my life in this country, I don't know how to fix it. I don't know if it could ever be fixed. But America is stuck in the loop. And um, I, I listened to Ted Cruz talk to somebody and they were ta- he was saying that America is one of the most prosperous countries that people across the world come in, move to, to live, and 
and and you know make profit and be successful and blah 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 the uh, typical american dream and that 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 dream was that that dream was once something it meant something right um after the cold war in the 80s uh, we started to see prosperity in America, even though there was a lot of stuff, was, you know, with on a economic change with, you know, uh, people of different ethnicities. But I'm just saying as a country, as a whole, we did start to see prosperity. We were building, we were exporting, we were investing in technologies, a lot of that stuff. We were doing space travel. We were doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Um and we we're investing in a lot, right? Um, during those times, 80s and 90s. And somewhere close to in the 2000s, America hit a wall and it stopped. And now we're in this loop. And this loop that we, we just can't get out of. And it started with the dumbing down of schools, um, not investing in the education of Americans. It came into uh, the media, uh, putting out a lot of um, stories that are meant to make people think a specific way or or um, produce a specific emotion. Um, uh, it came from uh, politicians uh, not working for the constituents and working more for corporations and other companies that invest in them. Um, it's, it's a lot of corruption and shit that's come in America and it's halted our progress. And when you look around the world at a lot of stuff, a lot of countries, you can say, oh, yeah, a lot of people still come to America. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, freedoms that America has that that's appealing to others. But <laughs> um, some of the best scientists, you know, ex um, engineers, doctors, artists, all that stuff, they're they're not rushing to America anymore like they used to. Um, now you were seeing a lot of new shit happening in other countries and we're still stuck in a, a war of just stupidity of stupid shit of based on, it's just so much. I, I can't even begin to tell you, talk about it. Right. I, I could go into, to guns, right. We could go into guns and I kind of wanted to go into that. Right. There was just like, even today there was just a shooting in South, uh, um, uh, is it what's 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 it called again? Beards in Philadelphia, the city by the um, South Street. South Street. Thank you. Uh, in Philadelphia, and if I remember, if I saw it was correct, I believe they said I don't know if it was three dead, eleven injured, or eleven dead, three injured. I forget what the headlines is, but still, it's a uh, three dead, eleven injured. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's it's because of shooting, and it's it's crazy. Like. It's the loop, right? You you have politicians once again. I go to who won't who won't do anything. You have a president, and 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 we talked about what presidents have power for, right? What they can do and what they can't change. There's stuff Biden can do that he's not doing, right? Um, he could, he could give his power to somebody uh, to start the workforce and start driving those changes, and he hasn't did it. He's for whatever reason asking for fucking bipartisanship I, 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 I'm, I'm past it Mr. Bipartisanship yeah <laughs> whatever I'm, I'm just past it it's just it's just ridiculous um and it's like like now I look at it and I'm like yep I don't know if you saw the video beers that I posted for specifically you but uh the one gentleman said this is the point right here 
This is the moment where they lose the midterms. This moment right here. We, we can't do change because, and then it comes into also the media, right? Going into second commandment, second amendments, uh, not commandments, but amendments where people are like, oh, my right to own a gun. Yes, you have a right to own a gun. It doesn't mean you have a right to own an automatic rifle. Uh, they're trying to take our guns away. No, we're trying to take away some of the deadliest guns away. And it's even not even your right, it's a right of militia. A single person is not really a militia per se. I, I guess you, in some ways you can be, I guess in some ways, but in, in the sense of what that amendment was made does not apply to how people are using it today. And it's like now, like even just any any type of laws is always just from the right side. It's always so you're 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 doing this and that, and it's we know why we already know why. So America's stuck in the loop. Nothing's going to change uh, from it. Whether it's economic crisis, no matter what issue you bring up, whether it's whether is it if it's caused by CRT or replacement theory, who I don't know. I don't know. But the point of all this for me to say is this now is the time to get the fuck out you put your time in you did what you had to do get the fuck out just leave america is not going to be the country that it thought it was it was heading towards back in the 80s it never will it never will and that's just fact and i know a lot of people have patriotism and all this shit you can have it go somewhere else you can keep your citizenship go live somewhere else Go check out other countries, see how they're doing, see how much of an improvement they are. Bring your kids up in those environments so they understand what it feels like to be in a country that actually works for its people. And then hopefully, you know, in a uh, couple of decades when America kills itself, uh, hopefully, it could, you know, rise up and rebuild again into something much better. But for right now, Unless you can remove all the politicians and restart over, nothing's going to change. So yeah, my 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 uh, my monologue uh, message is: get the fuck out of America. Period. End of discussion. Well said. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's a loop. It'll never end. None of it will ever end. No matter how many babies, kids are killed. No matter you know. No matter what, it's never going to end. No matter how many black people are, are murdered in the street. No matter how many rights are taken away from LGBT and women, nothing's ever going to change. It's an endless loop. It's an endless cycle. Because you got corruption at the top, and you got idiots um, who who can't remember shit and still vote for because you know they they have a specific you know party color. That's it. It's it's, it's just stupidity. They they won't yep. do actual change. <sighs> Sad day. Yep. Ready to get in these topics, man? Blow through these topics real quick. I All right. Is. All right, let's see if we could do this in 30 minutes or less. <laughs> you ready? All right, let's I'm ready. go. So first one comes in from CBR comic book um, report, I believe, uh, stating that Carrie Fukunaga, uh, the director of uh, multiple movies such as No Time to Die, True Detective, The Maniac, good movies, by the way, um, has been brought up and accused of inappropriate behavior and sexual misconduct. Mm. Uh, according to, uh, let me see if I can read it. It says, according to two production sources, Fukunaga took time 
are out of filming to take photos of two young extras dressed as sex workers, allegedly encouraging them to strike suggestive poses for him. The sources note that it was incredibly unusual for the director of a project to do such a thing. That was my first gut check, one person said, about witnessing the 10-minute interaction. It was way past the line. There's no sort of argument that is okay in any way. Uh, it's an absolutely clear cut abuse of power and they stated that um this has been happening i guess over years from other stuff so uh beards 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 uh what do you think of this is this any surprise to you your thoughts no, not anymore it just seems that like uh i don't know there's just so many people that when they they get into a position of power they just abuse that position of power and i guess like uh even as much power as we we hand to celebrities and things of that nature, like the person who's actually controlling what's being put on screen, like uh, they have a whole lot of power over them. It's affecting your job, um, where you can get jobs, what people in the, in the other industry might uh, think about you, so on and so forth. So it's a tale as old as time. So every time we hear about this now, it's not trying to say sadly it's normalized, but it's, it is, sadly it's expected. I guess it's not as surprising as it once was. I go back to my opening monologue and I tell you once again, <laughs> America is stuck in a loop. None of this is going to change. None of this is going to change unless Hollywood makes it a change. And we've heard about this way back when, even from Corey Feldman, Corey Haynes back in the time when they were talking about the shit yeah. that happened to them as kids. We heard about all the pedophiles in Hollywood and all these, the weird sex parties and shit. This is nothing new. This is Hollywood mentality and behavior. And this stuff is allowed to happen on the set consistently. Josh Whedon, anyone? At any time, because Hollywood allows it. Hollywood allows it. And now we're getting minor pushbacks on some things. But let's be honest, a lot of it is mainly due to you know um if there's going to be blowback on them right if it's if it's big enough that there'll be blowback then they'll take action no hollywood now from the top has to start banning and getting all of these people the fuck out of hollywood period period mm -hmm. period and i know con i know they're saying con but what about you 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 love tarantino should, should we get him out because he has foot fetishes? If he's doing shit off the set of the movie, so be it. If, if it was already approved as a scene in the movie, so be it. But <laughs> the the thing is, yes, all these, these motherfucking pervs, and they, they got to go. They got to go. Um, I forget the uh, actor's name, the guy who plays Skeletor. He's complaining and shit about being canceled. Dude, don't be, don't be a fucking freak. Period. Bill Murray getting kicked off of a set of a movie because he's an asshole screaming at people. Hey, calm it down. I know it's professional, but don't be an asshole. There has yeah, to be. That hard. Yeah, there has to be a place. People have rights, right? Just like when you go in your business, you can't. Most people can't go into their job and be an asshole or tell a girl, take pictures of people's women's toes or their chests and shit and, and think they could get away with it. You can't do that normally in your job. You can't be yelling at people for stupid shit. You can't do that without repercussions. And Hollywood needs to be the fucking same. Period. Agreed. Period. So, no, I, you're right. I'm not surprised by this. Um, th th there's so many more. 
I'm just waiting for more to be exposed. And I'm waiting for ultimately Hollywood to put his foot down and start protecting their people and start acting out on this. Don't be Warner Brothers with our boy. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Cyborg, you know who you are. Shout outs to GNS. We you know we don't we don't want these anymore, right? You shouldn't have to have actors come out and have to defend the uh, I don't want to say the help, but the staffing, you know, who are catering or doing makeup, you know, who are being abused. Why does an actor have to come out and protect them? The studio, everybody should already be doing it. Can we take a minute to just like talk about how crazy that is? How one person can just step up and say people were treated badly on a uh, on a movie and have their whole career blacklisted at Warner yep. Brothers. Yep. While, while another the, guy is while literally the out there. Is running all around Hollywood, uh, Hawaii, beating up yeah. people and shit and choking them and stealing passports and shit. Yeah. Kidnapping motherfuckers and throwing chairs at people. I know. <laughs> and they're I know. like, we put too much money in them now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Oh, shit. Yo, like... That's just shit. We're like, like you said, we're such a fucked up country. Like, how do you weigh that scale wise? <laughs> like, I stuck in the well, loop. This guy, yeah, it goes back again. Media manipulation. <laughs> it, you get so much corruption, man, from the top down. Holy shit. Low, low education. Not the education is low. You're you're easily manipulating through the media. You got politicians. I mean, it all goes through, man. People in power, you know, pushing their agendas. It, it, it's, it's, it's not going to change, man. And I'm not <laughs> saying any every other country is going is better or will change or give you what you want. I'm just saying, look at better options. <laughs> yep. There's no such thing as a perfect. Uh, there's no such thing as a is a perfect utopia. But if you can find a place where you can actually live better, have better options, you should weigh it. You should weigh in on it. Agreed. All right, let's get off of this, dude. <laughs> oh, God. Speaking of uh, Hollywood and blowbacks, James Gunn has now we has com- has confirmed that Danielle Melchior, who played Ratcatcher 2 in uh, Suicide Squad, will be in Guardians of the Galaxy. To me, I believe this is no surprise because mm-hmm. the black guy from um, Peacekeeper was also put into Guardians of the Galaxy uh, <laughs> 3. And I wouldn't even be surprised if John Cena made a cameo in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Um, James Gunn is one of the people, kind of people that if he enjoys working with you and you're an idol of his and he likes you as an actor, he's going to put you in any project he's in. Is it going to always be a major role? Of course not. It may be something minor, but you'll have fun doing it because that's how mm-hmm. James Gunn is. Your thoughts on uh, Daniela Melchior uh, uh, being in uh, Gar- is it Galaxy 3? And any any yeah. idea of maybe who she might be? Uh, first of all, I just want to say you said it perfectly. Like, um, he's one of those directors that, like, uh, like, if you do good by him, he'll do good by you. I have no idea who they could have her as. The funny thing is, like, after seeing her performance in Suicide Squad, she perfectly fits into the Guardians of the Galaxy universe, no matter how he, yep. whatever type of form he tries to to play her off as. Yep. So like, I can't wait to see what he, uh, who she's gonna be. Yeah, and I'm sure it's gonna be like a small. I'm expecting like a whole bunch of deep cut um, cameos in this new movie. Mm. 
um, and you're going to see oh, just a whole bunch of actors playing a lot of them. And I'm going to be surprised if, knowing James Gunn, a lot of them didn't die <laughs> <laughs> in gruesome ways, uh, you know. Yeah. But uh, that's that's what I'm expecting. But uh, yeah, anything uh, else you want to add to that? No, no, that's it. All right, let's talk about Netflix real quickly for a moment. One, when we were gone, one thing we didn't cover was uh, basically the crash of Netflix not being able, not knowing how to deal with a loss of their customer base. We didn't cover it, but basically they lost a lot of customers, which I think amounted to like almost like 44% of its stock values dropping or something like that. And they went nuts. They started canceling projects, uh, animation departments. They started basically cutting everything. So where Netflix was the person, the group to go to to get a check, they they basically shut the doors and they cut off all arms <laughs> and everything. Yeah. They did not know how to handle this. And you know, we, I've said it before. You know, I think the number one problem with Netflix is their group, a uh, company that does licensing rather than owning their content. And that's always the thing that nipped them in the butt. So, um, but right now we have an article coming from Hollywood stating that uh, they're basically, the big movies that they were doing, they're not going to do as much. You know, like those big movies like uh, Red Notice, The Adam Project, The Mitchells versus Machines. I'm sad because I love that. Uh, Christmas Chronicles, mm -hmm. all these bird box Extractions, um, the one with Will Smith and uh, Edgerton in it, the cop one in the fantasy world. Like oh, all, right. Yep, all right. <laughs> yep, all these big movies that they did, which is curious because they spent all that money for Knives Out sequel. So um, I'm curious what the, what's going to happen with that. But they were doing like these big budget movies. Evidently, they're not going to do as much of those uh, movies and they're going to focus more, hopefully, on, quanti on uh, quality over quantity. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think about all this, Beards? And uh, do you think this is going to help out um, Netflix? Um, I think, first of all, I think your your suggestion is still the best route to go that they should have done. I think they hit the panic button way too quick on some of the things they decided to cancel out, especially things that had like major star power behind them, like the... Uh, that new cartoon that was being developed by uh, Meghan Markle. That would have brought a different type of eyes over to Netflix. I do think they, they're doing the right thing and stop trying to chase this whole uh, blockbuster movie um, dream. They're they were basically just spending ridiculous amounts of budgets just to get these high-end uh, people to come in and, and do movies, but they were getting these like C-plus movies on their, on, on their service and or in the, the limited theater releases they were doing so if they are doing less movies but with um but focusing on quality not quantity i think that's a great step i was surprised that to find out that the irish man had a 200 million dollar budget and i'm like how but i guess it all went to the yeah, people who started in it <laughs> no, it was, no the 175 million dollar budget goes in you all remember it was a whole de-aging or something technology in the irish oh, that's where all the money went was. into yeah the, i mean it could have went yeah. to the uh those guys on youtube <laughs> yeah 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 my group, my group yeah they could have definitely did a lot <laughs> shout so, out to collider crew yeah so um yeah so outside of that like uh hopefully this turns out to be a um a good decision for them and puts them back on the right track. Um, and I can, 
part of me can understand why they hit the panic button, but the the other part of me is like you're you're looking in the wrong places. Like, like um, yes, it is scary to have two hundred and twenty five thousand people unsubscribe all at once, and this isn't not like a slow un, big unsubscription over a year, but all in the same quarter. But you got to look at the announcements that you made. You basically uh you basically put out there that you're going to start um charging people for having extra for extra sign-ins on your account you doubled down and it you kind of made people um seem as, as if it was sleazy that they were going that they were doing it and i was like wording wording helps a lot uh framing how you're going to do things helps a lot and i and i think they still don't want to admit it's that those announcements is what caused the uh the people to unsubscribe like people have already been with you through four to five price hikes in, in two years which is unheard of so I think those back-to-back price hikes and then all of a sudden telling people you're going to charge them even more, I think people just finally had enough of it. But other than that, hopefully um, they're going to bring some super high-quality content out. They're going to get their affairs in order. And hopefully somebody out there steals your idea and actually has them build their studios in-house to, to cut down on um, spending these uh, hundreds upon hundreds of millions for... Um, for TV series and and movies, uh, just to get content onto their to their platform that they don't even own. Yep, um, I'm gonna make this short and quick. I think that you still need to continue. So, like the Gray Man, right? That was like a 200 million dollar plus movie, uh, mm-hmm. that's right? Direct that's coming out directed by Russo, the Russo brothers, starring of course, you know, Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans. I think Netflix needs to continue to still do these movies, but do better movies. Um, these movies, Definitely. as long as you make these movies and the content is good, do it and keep it, right? You want to make it to the point that you own it and you can license these movies out. So exactly. I, I think they should do it. What they need to stop doing is paying $469 million for the rights of to, to Knives Out 2. Shit like that, where they're paying <laughs> like $300, $400 million for a fucking script. No. Yeah. Don't do it. Stop that. Stop that. That's a waste of money. Most of these companies, these companies like Warner Bros. and so forth, they're going to still be spending two hundred million, three hundred, you know, two hundred million for movies and stuff to be able to one come out in theaters and then to come to their streaming platforms. Do the same thing, Netflix. Do the same thing. Knives. I think. Uh, I think uh, Gray Man is one of the ones that is actually coming out in theaters, like in July. Start doing that. Making your these movies you're spending two hundred million dollars for, put them out in theaters. Put them out for a month or so. See what you can rake in. If the mm-hmm. profits are still high, keep it there. If they're low, bring them back over to to uh, your streaming network. But try to put them out in theaters and rake the rake back some of that money that you're you're budgeting towards it. Start doing license. that. Start yep, doing license. these things. Yeah. Yep. License some of your original TV series onto other streaming platforms so you can eat off of that. Exactly. It's not that hard. Um. Like, <laughs> I, I understand that you want to cut down some of these, which is fine, right? You Instead of doing, let's see, because before, we remember before it was like some, it was the year of Netflix where they would have a new product every Friday. So, yeah, instead mm-hmm. of doing maybe 100 blockbuster movies or 100 movies uh, a year, maybe cut that down to maybe 25, 50, right? You know, where you're the lower, lower amount of movies, but they're higher quality. You still get some of the better actors and stars. And then you put it on the theaters and you re, you get some of that money back and you put it on their, on your platform and you drive people to come and see it. Not that hard. Yep. It's not that hard. And then after being <coughs> on your platform for six months or so, 
put give it to Paramount or whoever else you want to to get more money. It's not that hard. Agreed. But, but the problem is Netflix. They're like they 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 came in with the whole blockbuster video store thing in mind, and their leadership has not been able to grow past that. And you got all these other companies that seen what you did, made some improvements. Don't get me wrong. I don't think there's one system out there that has an overall interface better than, than Netflix. Agreed. Some of them have some things that work better, but overall, not an overall better things. You know, it's different good ideas out of all of them, right, that you could take to put into one great one, but they're, they're the king of that. But when it comes to quality of content, they've already stepped up to your level. They've caught you. Before, mm-hmm. back in the early 2000s, where you were number one and the only person who could beat you was maybe HBO, and that was only just cable TV, You've, they, they've already surpassed that. Everybody has a streaming platform, and they all could put a good series. Say what you will about which Halo, whether you liked it or not, it still looked good, and it wasn't even done expensive, and it still looked good. They were smart. They used the CG when they needed to. So, so I, I'm sorry, man. You, 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 you <laughs> got you to gotta do something better, and you got to do something different. Agreed. All right. So um, I'm going to go into one thing first before we're going to go into gaming, but we're going to talk about Fable real quick first, and then we're going to end it with the uh, whole uh, summer games and what we want out of it. So an article came out basically uh, from, I forget that. Do you remember the publication that he came out on? GamerX. GamerX. That's it. GamerX. Uh, talking about how they had an inside source and they were stating that basically the engine that the Forza system uses that they're using for Fable is too small is too, is too small to support their idea of Fable and that Fable 4 has to be severely scaled down due to technical difficulties uh, the people have been running with this and the game that they're built on is called Forza Tech um, and then later on, we have one of the developers of Fable that comes out and says, basically, yeah, that's 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 gaming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, they basically said, I wanted to clear something up about scoping. It's normal and necessary and healthy part of game development. I can guarantee you that every single AAA game you've ever played will have gone through scoping regularly during development. Its intention is to make sure the team... Is, are focused under one clear vision and can get it made in time they have without killing themselves. Games that haven't been scoped correctly often have delays and crunch. Uh, both we should be aiming to avoid whenever possible. And this is coming from Mrs. Puzzle, Mrs. Puddles, Amy, who, <laughs> um, who is uh, one of the senior producers of uh, Fable 4. So, Beards... I'm going to come to you because okay. when I read this article, the one prior to, and even when we're reading this, I still have flags. What are your thoughts on this? I feel that, and even as being as a person who's actually got to to work close to uh, de- development in games, like this is all part of um, procedure. Like you don't want things like feature creep happening. You don't want things like um, or somebody build something completely up on um, that can't actually be um, poured out in the final version of the game because the uh, the systems and things don't actually support it. But the thing that's weird about it is like um, 
and this is not me being like a an ex-bot or anything like that like i always feel that something that's normal for all parts of gaming no matter what systems that you're on like everybody always dog piles and makes it to be like some sort of like like there that there's some sort of uh like uh we gotta batten down the hatches and we gotta call we gotta like sound the alarms whenever something that's that's a normal part of game development happens on the xbox game now i'm not talking about crazy shit like what's going on with 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 perfect dark but like this is like something that's pretty normal but then it was like blown up to say like people make it sound like oh the game's gonna the game's going through uh first it was with the one dev who basically who's basically say they're they're taking their time and they're making sure they're getting it right but everybody produced it as they don't know what they're doing the game is in shambles everything is on fire and even that guy had to come back and he had to reclarify he's like that's not what i said and so now we're we're with this we're just scaling back a game so you don't have things like feature creep you don't have a game a game that's gonna that's gonna like uh keep stretching out you're not gonna have a quote unquote star citizen type of experience but everybody is looking at it as, oh, the Forza engine must be too weak to have a, a game, of, uh, a game like Fable on it, and it's, it's it's annoying. But it's it's part of the news cycle. It's part of getting clickbaits, uh, clicks and shit like that. And the only time I see uh, a lot of trouble is when it's something like Everwild, where you got a bunch of people packing up. Uh, you got a bunch of people saying uh, packing up and leaving, and and other people saying like. Um, like we don't even have an idea for the game yet. We just kind of made that trailer and we have no idea what the game's gonna be. Or when you have something like Perfect Dark where literally the whole team who came together to make the uh the game basically left and there's only one guy left now and and a third party studio is uh doing all the heavy lifting on putting the game together. That type of that type of me is like flag worthy stuff. The other stuff is just regular parts of game development being blown way out of proportion. You made some very good, some very good uh, points in that discussion, Beards. Very good Thank points. You. <laughs> um, even got me to look a little bit differently in certain things. Thanks. And um, I, I agree with you to a point of a lot of stuff that you're saying, but here's 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 my thoughts on it. I agree with a lot of stuff that you say, but. Uh, in our Discord, I res recently posted a video series that I love watching. And the video series is called Death of the Game. And the latest Death of the Game that they feature was the developers behind New World, which are the same team, partially, mainly uh, the same team. Um, Iron Is it Iron Galaxy? Is that the people who did KI? I always get them mixed up if it's either Iron Galaxy or Double Helix. No, I think it was Double Helix. I think it was Double Helix. Yeah, Double Helix, I believe. Was the whoever was the original creators of the new Killer Instinct that's currently on the Xbox. They got absolved into Amazon. Uh, Amazon gave to them, they said, what do you want to make? They said they wanted to make an MMO. And in Death of the Game, they went through a lot of, basically a lot of the flags and things that happened during development. Now, to say that New World is a bad game, I wouldn't say that New World is a bad game, right? Um, I, I enjoyed New World a lot, right? And it was a fun game. But you could see where there was issues, right? And if if the team had more, um, ex a more experienced developers or leads, 
uh, maybe we could fix a lot of the issues and maybe New World will still be a bigger game than it was um, it is right now, right? Where it's basically fighting to live. And this is what has me worried about Fable, right? I know there's a lot of stuff. Let's be honest. When it comes to gaming, usually you don't... You hear rumblings here and there, but you usually don't hear anything until something major blows up, right? Um, mm -hmm. Like a whole bunch of people exiting from... Um, uh, what's the Perfect Dark Groups? Uh, the Initiative. The Initiative. Um... You, you don't see gameplay and then you hear a whole bunch of rumblings like with Crackdown 3 uh, or you don't see gameplay you see and then when you do see it, you're like what the hell you know and with like Halo and 343 and I'm here's the thing I'm not saying that this group is not skilled right mm -hmm. and I know Microsoft wants to hold things under hat and not show stuff until it's ready but I'm kind of scared right like, um, and, and don't get me wrong, everybody does everything differently, right? We, we talked about mm -hmm. it, right? Fable came, when they showed Fable, it was a cool trailer, right? Every, and people, they've been working on Fable since 2017, right? So that's, right now, we're, we're five years in. 2017, mm -hmm. they've been doing it. So five years in. And we haven't seen anything but CJ. And, like, for me, I don't need to see gameplay um, as much, but... Like when you're announcing you that, see something. yeah, when you announce some fable, right? Show the team that's making it. Oh, we're fours and we're doing stuff. Show like um, the designs, right? Like the character models, like turnarounds of characters, a 3D model of a character. You know, maybe swinging a sword. You know, in the in, in you know the 3D space. You don't have to show actual gameplay. You can show little bits and parts of the games, like the monster designs, things of that nature, right? To get people hyped. This game's been in development since 2017, and we've seen nothing. And we could blame Microsoft for that, or we could blame this group. Maybe they don't have anything yet to show Microsoft, or they don't feel confident enough yet to show something. It could, we don't know, right? It could go either way in terms of who's to blame for it. But this, these are the things that scare me, right? Like, we look at Obsidian, right? We saw a vow, what, 2018, 2019? Mm -hmm. We got like a short two-second clip of it like three it was like five seconds but we got something right and we're all like yeah. okay yeah let, we can't wait to see that valley again we can't wait to see that battle but we got something right obsidian delivers yeah. games we know they do they can show us stuff all the time we know these people could just deliver games they show us fours of stuff all the time way before it comes out but fable is so far under wraps and you got people who are like dude we want to see more than a trailer i'm hoping like I said, you don't have to give us full gameplay rundown of a level and all that. You don't have to do that. Just, you know, a team saying, yeah, we're looking to do a Fable MMO. I know what you're saying. We got this person helping us build it who worked on these games. Don't worry, it's in great hands. The system that we're using, the engine we're using, the wonders and force that we can't wait to show you. And then you show some, you know, either screenshot, like drawing pictures of like, like, like you get, you get all that out of Starfield, right? Like you get pictures and, sh you know, something that shows development of what's coming, whether you see the game or not. Like they, sh they, they drop shit. Like Fable, we've seen nothing. And this game's been in development for five years, and that's what has me scared about this game. And when I when I think about it, to me, with everything that's happening and all these sales, it like you have five years. To me, if it, it feels like they don't even they're not even up to the point of of like building models and shit and the engines. They're we're probably another five years away from this game. 
Like, it's almost like it's just starting, like, within the last year or so. Right? So that that, that, that kind of has me scared. It's like, what, what happened so many years that you had to chop everything or restart everything or find everything? Like, you came with a model and an idea for Fable and Engine. They proved it. They started hiring a full team in 2018 after you show, you did your, your first demo and shit in 2017 for it. And still, you're still hiring all these new people for it, which makes sense. But how much of it has changed? Where is it? How far away are we from it? Like these type of things. And you can answer that in the video. You could give a video with the dev team to give us these answers. I know you're waiting to play Fable, but we're at least about three years out. We're at least about two years out. We want to deliver you one of the best Fable experiences. We have so many great ideas. These, and then show character models and shit just to get people hyped to go, okay, we know Fable's coming out in another three years. Okay. Oh, man, did you see what that looked like? The I can't wait to see this in motion. That's just, that's just the stuff that I want. And I don't know if it's just Microsoft doesn't have a person to, to, to suggest that, deliver that kind of thing, or if it's just like, no, we're not doing anything because of blowback. I, I don't know. But, <laughs> you know, I, I'm not in the briefings for that. But for me that's what I want. And and that's why I'm worried when I see these all these negative articles cuz we haven't seen anything on it. Not one. Hmm. I'm just right. saying I just yeah. look at things differently, right? Oh, that's fine. You're, yeah. like uh your skepticism is completely fine and yeah. it's understandable. Yeah. Especially with the uh 5 years the track sir. record the track Five record with years. that's come out. <laughs> but for everybody listening, he he um Khan actually he put some information out there, but I want to give a uh, building off of a concept. I also, I was waiting for this cause I wanted to give like a little bit of a, oh, good, good, a, good. a clear uh, timeline for all the listeners out there, especially for the, the ones who have been following things through uh, Twitter and stuff like that. So basically uh, 2017 playground at that time, they, they basically, they had put interest in on actually wanting to do the, uh, to do perfect, uh, not, excuse me, to do fable. So like um, once everything is approved and stuff like that, um, they they went ahead and they created a brand new studio uh, full of two hundred uh, full of two hundred people called um, uh, Say Albin's House I think it's called, but the uh, the studio did not uh, the studio did not actually complete in 2018. They started the process and vetting and they actually started putting together the facilities to get everybody together and stuff like that. And the actual, um, the studio itself didn't open up until 2019. So unfortunately, a lot of us, when we first heard that they start work, they, they wanted to do Fable back in 2017. We actually thought of it as either 2017 and 2018, the game actually started finally being worked on. But in truth be told, the studio that's making the game that they built did not start actually open until april 2019 and then from that point they they went on to do things like hammering out the culture of the studio how the studio works and puts together who's leading what so on and so forth and so nine times out of ten i will i will say uh they probably didn't start actual development of the game until 2020 but i think the game itself will release in 2024 now i don't have any actual um insight or source or anything like that but based off of all the information publicly that's out there 
and based off of like uh games that how games are made games of the scale even with a 200 um plus studio and people like uh playground who are known to to actually pump out games uh on a well time i think uh as much as i would like to say it's going to drop 2023 i think 2024 is when you're going to see the game and for a lot of people who may have been upset, like if we if they've been working on this since way back in uh, 2017, 2018, why is everything taking so long? Because I honestly feel that they didn't actually start developing the game until 2020. And that's fine. Just give us a video. But you said give you some information, yeah, just give right? Us a video. <laughs> just make people fans like say, hey guys, we hope to get it out, you know, in another two to three years. <laughs> Like, you know, just introduce us to the team. Show us that passion. Show us some game, you know, designs and shit like that. What You know, you know, because the person who's working on it worked on the other Fable. So it's not like, okay, yeah, we got somebody brand new who doesn't know Fable, right? They got people who used to work on Fable, the original one, to come and work on this. So, so hearts of the team is still there. But just, like, introduce that. You know, I, I worked on Fable 1 and 2. I can't wait for you guys to see this brand new Fable, Fable 4, that we're calling Fable. It's going to be great. We're going to bring back a lot of the same things that you wanted to see, you know, allowing the user to play good or evil. But we're going to put modern twist or it takes place at the, you know, just something to tell us about <laughs> it. Yeah. And show screenshots. Maybe show like a you know like like you know the you know the in-game engine. You know like 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 you were in Max. You know with all the X Y and X X Y and Z. You know arrows. You know in the text box. You know the boxes like the training levels. You know this, that show you. You know like models like of him doing like animations or slashes or something. You know, just simple shit, man. Yeah, I also think that um, one of the things these companies need to start doing is that when a person leaves the company like don't try you don't have to like try to um censor the person but just let them be aware that like you know a lot of these people when they're they're reaching for interviews they're going to take you out of context they're going to try to like make um something that's super clickbaity so it's like just be aware of what you say like one of the things i also find interesting is like there's so many companies and this just this does this just doesn't happen with uh, xbox but with like playstation as well a lot of these journalists and stuff they'll push like the doom and gloom era when a person announces that they're leaving like a, a game studio but a lot of times they don't tell you that they're still under the same um the same banner they'll just go working under another studio that's right in-house like it's 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 always i think it's always interesting that like um how things are pushed a certain way like for example the guy that they did the interview um the guy that they did the interview who had who had came over to um to help a uh, fable on their combat and the guy was saying they're still trying to figure out where they want to go at with their combat loop and they have a long way to go and like a lot of people like um and like uh a lot of people didn't take that this guy's from Ninja Theory, so that's the reason one of the reasons why he was there. And then he went back over to Ninja Theory. But there a lot of people kind of just ran with this like whole thing of, oh, like the uh the game is so out of whack that he just doesn't wanna wanna stay there. So it's like it's 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 like things like that I dislike a lot when you can just flat you can just flat out say like, okay. This is this guy, the guy who was working there. This is his opinion of the uh, game and what's going on instead of actually trying to like, uh, but, but once again, as, uh, 
as uh, Charlemagne likes to say, like the um, the lie is more interesting than the truth. That sort of thing has always gotten my goat. But I understand that's that's what uh that's what today's journalism is. So we'll we'll get off of Fable. We're a week away. Maybe we might see something over under that we see something from Fable uh, next Sunday, sir. I say it's a thirty percent chance we see something. Mmm, thirty mm, percent. I'm 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 hopeful. I'm going to say forty-five. Nice. I hope just, we do see something. To be honest 50, with you, just under fifty. I hope so too. All right, let's let's go into our last topic since we kind of ran a little bit long for that. Uh, Friday, <laughs> State of Play. Sony did a State of Play on Friday. Basically, an interesting show of basically third-party games. They opened up mm-hmm. with uh, Resident Evil uh, 4 Remake, um, and then they showed a couple other games. Uh, some big games, too, you know, like we, we got to see Street Fighter, uh, six, which was very interesting. Like uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if a lot of people were expecting that. They showed off a lot of different VR games, uh, including the Horizon game. Uh, we got to see the I forget the name of the game is with the cat, Solid Snake Cat, Stray, Stray, uh, we, <laughs> Solid Snake Cat. <laughs> we got an interesting game called like Roller Dome. Uh, we got to see the one game that you you were you were very interesting it, and it's the one from the creators of. Um, uh, I can't even think of the name. The OEA game that's getting remade uh, coming soon. Oh, um, the uh, Dead Space guys. Yeah, Dead Space. Yeah, the Callisto, Callisto Protocol. Callisto Protocol. We got to see that. Uh, I already said Street Fighter. Uh, Tunic is finally coming over. We got to see some some very interesting like seasons. Some interesting games. Not a lot. Not a lot. But uh, some interesting stuff. So, uh, Beers, overall, you know, and also Final Fantasy, I forgot. How can I forget Final Fantasy? What were your, <laughs> uh, what were your thoughts overall with the show? Your grade? What you, what, did you enjoy it? Blah, blah, blah. Um, super solid show. Like, um, I feel the VR stuff, like, I think that's the only thing that dragged to me. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who love the VR stuff. Uh, I think the VR stuff should be in its own its own show or state of play but like for a third party show i for a mostly third party show outside the vr stuff i think it was a great show uh salad b for me if it was if it didn't have the vr stuff it would be an a street fighter 6 i was i went in like not only was not only was that a huge surprise but i literally went in thinking uh i was going to be disappointed with street fighter 6 like, um, I didn't know how a Street Fighter inside the Resident Evil engine was going to look. Not only does it look great, and, like, the way that they're teasing us with the engine makes me think a lot of elements from from games, that a lot of elements that we wanted uh, back in these fighting games, like the parry system. It makes me think it's going to be there, but who knows uh, when the uh, the final product is shown. Um, it actually looks like there's actual good story development in the game. Like, the characters actually have aged and... and um, and look like they're in different parts of their lives. The creative player open world aspect has me very, very interested. So uh, it's it looks it, it's such a great looking looking game so far. So that got me super excited. Uh, Final Fantasy 16. It's Final Fantasy. It always looks dope. Normally, uh, I am, and I have questions because of the whole one party. I mean, the one person is opposed to a party system, unless like 
the the stuff that they showed is like just the first 15 or 20 hours of the game maybe the main guy gets his ass kicked and he has to get a uh get a party um 20 hours in and then it becomes traditional final fantasy but we'll see it looks interesting like yeah bang up bang super bang up third party job on their end they they really uh did a good one awesome awesome i get to show a c the vr I like you said, I know it's for some people and I have a VR, but I just didn't care for it to look at it from the uh, Sony's point standpoint. And I, I I can't get I can't get excited for Resident Evil remakes anymore. I'm uh I know a lot of people are hyped for Resident Evil 4 remake. For me it's like, I just can't get excited for it. Um I think the biggest sell, uh standout on the show was definitely uh Street Fighter 6. I had no interest going into Street Fighter coming into it. I'm like, yeah, I play Street Fighter 5. Yeah, same old. But the whole aspect of it possibly being like an open world Street Fighter where you go around and challenge people, I guess, for your single player story mode. And you go into like arcades and do the, you know, normal online thing. It has me very intrigued, especially if you can make your own fighter or you're taking a specific fighter, leveling them up and different things for the single player aspects, however they plan to do it, it looks very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Final Fantasy 16 looks good to me, PS5 exclusive. Um, but the the thing that's, that's, I don't know if it's me, and this is going to sound weird for me to say this. This is going to sound really, really, really weird for me to say this. Final Fantasy 16, the models look good. Like, I don't have a problem with the models. But overall, when I look at the game, it feels so dated. And I don't know what it is about it that makes it that way. You kind of, it's, it's, it's hard, like, like when, like the, like the models aren't mm-hmm. bad, but like when you look at the models with the environments and everything, it looks, it just looks dated. It doesn't look next gen for a PS5 only title. Like, uh, I, I expect it to look graphically better, especially yeah, being a... Especially being a Final Fantasy's game, since, mm-hmm. since Final Fantasy's always been one of those games that always pushed graphics, uh, whether it was from the the full motion video or the games itself, it just seems like it seems so like even the CG in it, everything seems dated, and the engine just seems just dated for it, right? I, like I'm not saying it's bad, right? The whole the whole thing with all the summons fighting each other and shit that that shit That's looks so fucking badass <laughs> to me it looks cool right like it's like do you do you like are you are you a legend allegiance like you're are you being like just phoenix or bahuma or titan or free or you know shiva like what's whatever something you like to be <laughs> are you just is that what you're you're putting like i don't know but it looks cool like i like that aspect especially you know because i always love the summons and Final fantasy but it's like, but for me, the game looks great. It's just that it looks dated, though. That's that's. It looks to me. It looks like it's like a. It looks like an up-resed PlayStation Four game. Yeah, I was gonna say to you. I think. Um, I think it's two things. I think. I think one is because it's going to be on PS Four and PS Five. Oh, is it? I thought it was PS Four. Oh, PS Five no, exclusive. It, it says PS Five exclusive, but I think because of the. Um, the, the the console shortage still happening right now holding it only to ps5 would be would be murder to the game like even with the money that sony's paying for the exclusive uh for the to stay um times exclusive for two years mm-hmm. like if you think about that 
like there's less there's like less than 20 million people uh with a ps5 right now so you're capping your sales at that amount <laughs> like you can't yeah. get past 20 million so i'm pretty sure like uh for the hundreds of millions um who still own a ps4 it'll be ps4 and ps5 which i think that's one of the reasons why it looks like that and two i think because of the um i think that's a design look on purpose for them trying to invoke that style of early final fantasy games because when i was looking at it it, it kind of reminds me of um the guy who's known as the father of Final Fantasy. It kind of reminds me of the way that Lost Odyssey looked. That's the, the type of game. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah it kind of remind me of that, like that same type of. Um, yeah, I felt like gray... I was looking at Final Fantasy VIII when I was watching it. Yeah, the gray filters over everything yeah. and like um, and stuff like that. Like that's the type of. So I, I don't think um, I think it was more of a design, uh, an art design choice. Uh, like it looks that way on purpose, basically. So. That's what I got out of it anyway. No problem. All right. So let's wrap this up real quickly. We have basically the Xbox game show one week from today. Uh, exactly. What are your, what do you want to see out of it? Uh, what, what surprises do you think we'll see out of it? And yeah, that's pretty much it. What do you want to get out of it? What do you want to see? And what are some of the surprises you think we'll see? I want to see um, I want to see gameplay for Starfield, Redfall, Avowed, Fable, the Golden Axe game by uh, by the uh, studio Stoic, and I'd like to be surprised by a new title that nobody knew about that nobody didn't even know was in development, sort of thing. Um, what I think we'll get out of it, I think we will see the um, the small double A uh, RPG detective game from um, from the one guy at Obsidian. I think we'll see gameplay at Star of uh, of Starfield and Redfall. A huge chance we'll see gameplay for Valve. I think we will see gameplay for the the Studio Stoic game. And I just had it on the tip of my tongue. I can't remember exactly what I was just going to say. The ever game. Oh yeah, I think we're going to either see a remastered fable collection one through three or we're going to see a remastered marcus phoenix gears collection one through three uh and um and i have uh i really have no idea what else we're going to actually see from there so that's my um that's my my wish list and that's my predictions okay um i think you have to you have to show starfield no mm-hmm. ifs, ands, or buts. Like, you have to show actual gameplay of Starfield. No ifs, ands, and buts. If, if Microsoft doesn't do that, it's a failure on their end. Um, so I think we're going to definitely see that, something from them. I think we're going to see, uh, like you said, something from Redfall. We're probably going to get some gameplay of Redfall, especially since it was supposed to come out this summer and got delayed. I, I think that we're going to get a nice look into the next game, which will probably be the next Doom. Uh, game from the, the one team. Um, well, I, I do. Yeah, I do. Uh, I don't know if we're going to get a new Fallout or anything like that. I think everybody's con- concentrating on Starfield, so I don't think we're going to see pretty much anything new outside. Maybe another Elder Scrolls, you know, expansion or something like that. I don't think we're going to get gameplay out of Fable. I would love to, but I don't want to see. I don't think we're going to get out anything out of it. But um, I think they're going to show us some interesting new games. 
what I would really, 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 really want to see is our, and this is probable. I would really love to see them introduce a new Mech Assault game. And hmm. uh, I would love to see them take another famous um, Xbox uh, project and bring it up. Like, I wouldn't be, like, for me, right, when I look at it, usually every E3, uh, one thing that that uh, Phil always does is he always showcases a new game from a Japanese partner. Mm-hmm. So I would love to see, like, a brand new, maybe Panzer Dragoon or ah. um, I'm not sure if you would go Yakuza, but I'm 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 sure there's going to be like it would be insane, and I'm not saying this is going to happen, but it would be insane if Microsoft was the one to bring out Silent Hill. It would be. That, that would be, be crazy. insane. People would lose their mind, and if it said mm-hmm. Xbox only exclusive. Sony people will lose their mind. <laughs> they would. <laughs> I don't think that would happen, but I think that would be cool. Um, maybe it may not be that, but maybe it might be a uh, horror game brought to... Because I think that's the one thing that Microsoft doesn't invest a lot into is horror games um, on their platform, so it would be nice to see that. Um, but most likely, I think what you're going to see is uh, you're going to probably see something like um, Lost Ark which is only on PC through Amazon, probably make its first transition over to Microsoft uh, system to bring Lost Ark to the consoles. And I'm sure there's going to be another Korean game, big Korean game that they're going to bring over uh, to the consoles. We haven't, surprisingly, we haven't heard much from the Wukong developer, so I'm curious to see if uh, Microsoft tries to snag that up uh, at all. Um, Yeah, I heard that... um... I heard there were multiple companies trying to, to snatch that up. Yeah, so uh, I think because you were talking about, I think we might get a, a look into Killer Instinct, um, which they've been have been talking about. And I don't think it's going to be actual gameplay. I think it's going to be introduction that, hey, a new Killer Instinct is coming up. Um, you'll probably hear the music and stuff. Combo Breaker! <laughs> and they'll probably introduce the team uh, who made it. And they'll probably show a whole bunch of, you know, games and stuff that they did. And then they'll finish off with, like, a, a quick picture of, make one of the KI characters or something like that, right? That they're they're doing Killer Instinct. I think that they'll do something like that. Because usually something from Japan is usually uh, big for uh, him to build in. Something that we'll never, I'll never see is uh, Phantom Dust. Of course, it's always every year. <laughs> Um, and so many people be asking for it. Yeah, I would love a new <laughs> Phantom Dust. Phantom Dust is just one of those games that was ahead of its time, and I know it's not. It's going to be a niche group, right? You're not going to have, you know, like half a million people playing it, right? It's a niche group, but I think it's one of those games. And the last thing I think you're going to see is definitely is contraband. But here's the thing. I think, I think there's going to be a secret project that the coalition is doing. Oh yeah. But here's my here's my prediction. I know nothing. But here's my prediction. I think the coalition secret project is going to be a Gears of War battle royale. Huh. That's going to be a battle royale with uh, PvE and PvP motions. So it's going to be a battle royale with horde built into it. Gross. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's what I think it's going to be. 
<laughs> All right. So my my other thing is since they have a part, since Microsoft has a partnership with Sega, and I'm pretty sure a lot of that means that they can like basically uh, run Sega games on their um, on their show floor. What's the chance that we get the uh, the showing of um, the open world Jet Set Radio on the showroom floor? Oh, I, I think, but how far away is it? That's a good question. All right. A couple more things. <laughs> so basically, it was put out there, not even an insider thing. It was put out there that, uh, well, kind of an insider thing. Um, but it was put out there that not just a couple, but every studio submitted something, every studio. So that makes me feel that there actually is something they could show for Fable. So every studio actually submitted something to uh, Microsoft to uh, in exile all of them to show for the upcoming uh the upcoming uh show and of course there's the um there's other stuff they can show for um the the game uh jeff Keeley's uh summer game fest on the knife before the big show so with that being said when you hear something like every studio submitted something do you feel like it was a whole lot of massive content or do you think it's some of it was just like title cards or like like a uh, small proof of concept stuff well, I don't think it would be title cards. But so. isn't that interesting that every studio submitted something? Is is that a fact? I need to know if it's it is. It is. It's a fact. Coming from who? I think it was from Jeff Grubb. It was even Jeff Grubb or Jez Corden. All right, that's interesting. Then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, oh, I do have to say, I, I do have to team, like, I do have to reword myself. Another Forza, though. Yeah, I do have to reword myself, everybody, because I I went like like super hard in saying that it's actual proof out there. But uh, they were basically saying that from a very, very good source. Like, uh, so no, it's not actual fact, but like um, they seem adamant that 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 this was the case. All right. So like, um, I think the very last one I had question I had for you is so a Val was supposed to be definitely a release for 2023. And now you have Starfield in 2023. If you're in and you don't want these two games overlapping and taking away from each other, how far out would you push Avowed away from um, the Starfield launch? Avowed December 2022 launch. So you would, oh, you, you would actually move it up? I and think Avowed might year. be moving up because I think Avowed might be ready or close to mm-hmm. ready. Um, and they may be moving it up and moving Starfield back. That would be an interesting shift. In I, I, can't see, I, can't, I really don't see Microsoft saying that they had no games to release this year. I really don't. I think they're going to release They do. Something. They had the, the I'm MVP. talking about big first party games. I think they're going to I am too. They, I'm talking about scoring. That's not first party <laughs> stuff. It's a timed exclusive, my dog. It's going to be the biggest game of 2022. All right, let's move on to our savior. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. We are fucking done. I wouldn't be surprised if Blinks the Cat. Dude, mm. I would love it. Do you think that he that Phil would ever go to get Sakaguchi to do a, um, a sequel to Lost Odyssey or Blue Dragon? He needs to. Those are two beloved like, uh, uh, Xbox games. Even though, I'm sorry, I thought both of them were boring. Yeah, but yeah, it's like... Um... Dude made those two games on a small, like uh, with a small team. So imagine him giving giving a big budget to actually make a uh, big sequels to them. I think they would be bigger, bigger and uh, better, like uh, than the last ones. 
And it will help the uh, Japanese so, market. Yeah. So like somebody basically um, basically said uh I read somebody's tweet that was real good. They were saying um hey uh Microsoft it's near impossible for you to actually buy a Japanese studio and instead of trying to make uh instead of trying to make um deals with um with um a lot of these Japanese studios that may uh, be hesitant to actually working with you. Like they basically put five huge Japanese creators who work independently and it's like, give them a big budget to make a game if it's possible. And it, it just makes sense to me. So my like, boy, by the way, this. my boy, Itagaki just joined uh, Twitter. I, uh, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you might see Itagaki exclusive. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> With them Nintendo uh, graphics. All right, I'm joking. All right, let's move on. Okay. So, yeah, I think uh, I actually think that's a... Uh, so, if they go towards people like like that guy um, and, and other of these... And, and other creators like that and, like, just give them a budget to, to actually commission them to make a big game that they'll actually own, I think that's the best thing in the long run. They'll have... They'll have Japanese games from respected... Well, Japanese respected developers that they can put in Japan to continue help the popularize the selling of the uh the series s and also uh, maybe they can win over a few uh sony and nintendo fans who um who um hate the xbox because of its lack of japanese uh uh japanese games okay you ready for our our tweet from our prophet it's been a long time hopefully you stepped it up <laughs> i don't know i don't know if you're gonna like this one but I had to do with guns, so I figured we do it. You ready, sir? Yep. From the mind of Kevin Sorbo. Source, Twitter. Date, June 2nd, 2022. If an 18-year-old isn't mature enough to own a firearm, then maybe a five-year-old's aren't mature enough to change their gender. Say that again. (laughs) All right, let me do it again. If an 18-year-old isn't mature enough to own a firearm, then maybe five-year-olds aren't mature enough to change their gender. Rare form. (laughs) Rare form. (laughs) This had whataboutism. This had this, this, uh... He used uh he used like some ignorant shit that had nothing to do with another task at hand and combined them mm-hmm. to get a to get a part uh to get his stupid point out. This is this is top tier. This is a four out of five. Good wow. shit. Wow, good job. Amazing. Good job, Silva. Good job. <laughs> good job, Silva. All right, let's finish up real quickly because we're over our time by a lot. Uh let's read our what the fuck of the week. It's coming out of Fox News. A North Carolina man who won $10 million, lottery, $10 million lottery prize will spend the rest of his life in prison after his involvement in a fatal shooting incident. Michael Todd Hill, 54, won a sizable lottery prize in 2017, but on Friday he was convicted of first-degree murder and sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole in a fatal 2020 fatal shooting of his former girlfriend, Keona Graham, 23. Uh, Graham was initially reported missing before she was found dead in a hotel room with a gunshot wound in the back of her head on July 20th, 2020. The manager of the hotel, uh, V. Patel, said 
Hill checked into the room alone before the housekeeper found Graham's body, according to the report. She was very loved and she's very beautiful, said Tiffany Wilson, a friend of the deceased. I think it's horrible, Wilson added, per the report. I mean, he just won the lottery. I heard he he just got married and you go and kill a young girl, a beautiful girl. I don't understand. Hill, a former nuclear power plant worker, was arrested in July of 2020 and eventually admitted to killing his girlfriend, according to WSPA. Three years before the murder, Hill won $10 million in uh, $10 million from an Ultimate Million scratch-off ticket. After winning the prize, he gave $2,000 to the cashier who sold him the ticket. So you have a man who won $10 million, <sighs> got married, and chose to go kill his ex-girlfriend, former girlfriend, with a shot in the back of her head. Admitted to it. So it isn't like he's he, he was wrongfully set up. He admitted to it. Uh, Explain this, spirits. Right. What, what the fuck? So, what the fuck is up with this, man? Outside of the fact that maybe the guy is just playing out fucking nuts or crazy, I think we need to have a serious talk on like, um, like, and I'm not saying this is. I'm not saying that that this is what what uh what, what was the cause here, but I think we really have need to have a serious talk on um like uh growing up our generations to actually deal with rejection, to actually deal with hearing the word no and have to actually deal with you, you do not own people. So like if somebody you were deeply in love with um, heartbreaks you, like you, 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 um, you hurt for a while, you get on, life goes on. You don't own that person. I don't care if they are like being super shitty and they're throwing their new relationship in your face. I don't care if they left you and had an affair with your best friend. Like you really need to like look at it from the aspect of like sure, maybe you kick somebody's ass. Maybe the a fight man happens. Was married, but, sir. Yeah, I know. That would make it even more stupid. That but that just goes to show you that even though he was married, he could not get over this previous person for whatever reason that was. I don't know if he he went and slept with her and she and she was going to bribe him with his uh his, his current wife. I don't know what that situation was. All I know is that like no matter what you're going through, whether it's a situation like I said before, whether it's a bribe thing, whatever whatever it is, like you actually got to look at and ask yourself way out the uh weigh out the, the the pros and cons and taking another person's life unless it's self-defense or protecting your family should never be on that uh that option it's it's beyond stupid dude you got 10 million dollars no, exactly you can it's escape like, anywhere in the fucking world you want to with 10 million dollars <laughs> yeah and i'm just like all right yeah so let's say that uh Let's say that the scenario is a um, since you you since since it happened in the hotel. Let's say you were cheating on your wife with your ex, and she decided that she wanted you and she and back, and she was gonna go and like let your let your wife know that you two were were happening. You fucked up. Like if your wife wants to get rid of you and divorce and take half of uh and take half of you half of whatever you have. Accept that. Uh, accept that consequence. This is this is something that you put on yourself. Why? Why take somebody's fucking life? And now, now, not only do you have no money, now you're going to be in prison for God knows how long, 
and your wife is probably not going to be there. Um, life, sir. Just, life. Well, well, yeah. So now life. you're in prison for life. You have no no access to that money, and your wife your wife's not going to stick around uh, to support you for life while you're in the behind bars. So what what was the point of that? What do you she get out of get that? Get herself young, young yeah. dude with that ten yep. million. Yep, she's gonna be waiting to exhale on an island somewhere <laughs> with uh, some young dudes, with some young oiled up twenty year old. <laughs> yep, enjoying all that fucking money, you fucking dumbass. Dumbass, dude. <laughs> somewhere in my mind, I almost think it was like almost like a setup that went wrong, but she got the benefit of it. Yep, I just don't understand, dude. I, I can't fathom if. Now, here's something that young people don't know. You get to, as you get older, you give zero fucks. (laughs) Like, you just don't care anymore. You know you're coming towards the end of your life. You know you could die anytime within the next, you know, year to 10 years, 15, 20 years. You stop fucking caring. Michael is 54 fucking years old. 54. 54 years old. (sighs) Why the fuck should he care about her? Mm-hmm. This motherfucker got $10 million. Exactly. He could go take a break and have pretty much any chick he wants to have. He could go and rent whatever he wants to have. Why the fuck does he care about? Why is he why, why is he even killing people? Exactly. It's all like, that's that's what makes it seem like... Um... Like a, a crime of emotion of some sort. It, has, this all, the, it all leads to be fucking stupid. $10 million, dude. <laughs> I'm somewhere on an island, man, chilling. Enjoying the rest of my life, whatever, exactly. how, however long or short it may be. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Feeding the sand and the sun. I yep. am chilling. And if my wife ain't the one I want to be with, I'll give her her cut and I'm chilling with somebody else. But I'm chilling <laughs> no matter what. Exactly. I'm not. Why, why? Why are you killing somebody in a hotel room? <sighs> Dumb and the as man fuck, admitted man. to it too. So it's like, okay, well, going is that I was set up, or I was framed, or I it wasn't me. It was the one arm man bullshit. No, going <laughs> is that this motherfucker admitted to it. When ten million dollars, and then go be on this is freedom. <laughs> it's like it's like the dude who used to play for the um the Patriots, the Spanish boy who got killed, Aaron Hernandez. And this, oh yeah, yeah, he, he getting multi million dollar contracts and he's still fucking with hood shit. I don't get it, man. I don't either, man. It's crazy, Mister Hill. <laughs> you got a lifetime to think about all that money you blew. Enjoy your cock meat sandwiches. <laughs> Yo, we know it'd be really crazy. What's that? Like if his wife is already checked out, imagine being a former ten million dollar heir and you don't have any access to that money to get the good shit out of commissary. Like wow. he can't he can't have the honey buns, the ramen noodles, nothing. That. Nope, 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 not at all. <laughs> You can have some of that secret sauce as per White Castle. (laughs) Anthony Erickson, look it up, folks. You don't know what I mean. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Makes that Mm. sandwich go down nice and... (laughs) All right, I'm going to leave that low. I'm going to leave that low. Sir, we went over the time frame. Thank you again. 
for no uh, coming in. I really enjoyed uh, reconnecting you with you again for the show. Oh, of um, course. Hopefully this episode gets out by Wednesday. Who knows? But until then, uh, while you tell the lovely people where they can find you and your suggestion of the week. All right. Oh, before I can, before I tell everybody where they can find me, I just wanted to like, um, uh, read the full rumor real quick. So that way, like, um, I can straighten up anything that I said before. All right. This comes from purexbox.com and this was published. Was it May? Yeah, it was published May, uh, May 5th. Randall Thor, who forms the Xbox two podcast with Jess Corden featuring another podcast recently talked to all, talk to all things xbox the host discuss upcoming showcase and how he's heard that almost all xbox teams have submitted stuff to be shown next month the quote is i did hear through the grapevine not too long ago almost virtually every studio has submitted something for the show almost all of them submitted something for the show and some studios submitted multiple things that's where it gets cut though so that's the full-on quote um, you can take that for what you, what you want. And I just wanted to make sure that I gave a, a clear thing out there. So like, um, so that way there's no mix ups. And so there, it wasn't, it wasn't Jeff Grubb or, uh, Jess Corden, but Jess Corden's podcast made, uh, Randall Thor. All and right, so, it wasn't all, it was almost all. Almost all. Yeah. So I wanted yeah. to make sure I got that out. We, we, um, we try to, even though this is an opinion show, we try to actually not put bullshit out there. So there you go. All right. <laughs> so um, you can find me on Twitter at Scorpio Port uh, Bitsaki. That is B-I-T-S-A-K-E. Even one of those will get you to my handle. You can find me on Instagram at Bitsaki. Once again, that is B-I-T-S-A-K-E. For my recommendation this week, I want to recommend an old comic. Um, it's it's uh was written by uh Alan Moore and it's called uh Whatever Happened to the uh, Man of Tomorrow. And it basically when they were about to reboot everything at DC and do a new uh take on Superman, they decided to have Alan Moore write what would essentially be a last Superman story. And I'm not gonna tell you anything that happens in it or how Moore decided this would be Superman's last story, but it's real good. It it basically uh it, it's aged very well. I went back and read it again recently and it, it's a, it's a nice send off to the man of steel. And it basically shows a lot of the humanity and what makes Superman Superman. So that's my recommendation for this week. No, oh, great recommendation. Great recommendation. Thank you. My name is Khan. You can find me on Twitter under Moby's M O E B E S M O E B E E S. And real quickly, I have two recommendations for this week. The first one comes off of HBO Max. It's a show called Young Justice that originally was on Cartoon Network uh, that got canceled and renewed and brought back. Uh, I can't say, I can't praise this new season of Young Justice anymore. It's fucking amazing. Um, don't believe all the nasty people. Tell me, it's so woke. <laughs> no, it is a very, very, very good uh, season. The writing is good. The characters are interesting. I love to see the progression of all of it. Um, every episode, every week, I'm just like, I'm like, I can't wait. It's like, just give it to me, give it to me. It sucks that I have to wait every week for the next episode because it's that good. Uh, my next um, recommendation is uh, Strange New Worlds, uh, which is a, a new Star Trek show. It comes on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, it basically looks at the Enterprise pre-Kirk. So this is going to be Captain Pike. And who basically, for those who don't know, Captain Pike was originally the first captain 
of the Enterprise. He did the pilot, and then they later on retested with Shatner, and that's where you get Kirk. But regardless, uh, very, very good. Anson Mount is an amazing pike. Um, most of the crew, the head crew, is mainly female, so very strong female leads. Uh, they're all good. All the characters are interesting. Um, I always say, I always say, uh, it's not or Orion. Orion. It's um, I forget the. I always get the name. I always forget the name of the blue people with the antennas, and the white hair. But it's not that. It's not his race. It's a different race that live on the same planet. Um, excellent actor. The guy is actually blind. He plays a blind person with a disability. He actually is blind. Um, very good character. Like every character is good. The stories are classic Star Trek stories, but more modern. It. It, like the one complaint I think a lot of people outside of writing with Discovery is that a lot of the new Trek doesn't feel like old Trek. This is the old Trek formula show, right? Where every episode is his own anthology and his own separate story, and it's not all just one giant story like the new Star Trek is. So, love the story. Nice. Please go ahead and go check it out. It is flipping amazing. I've only seen the first three episodes. It's a new episode this week I haven't caught. But everything is great. Like, and it's just so much backstory. Like, even Uhura, like all the backstory on Uhura and her, the actress who plays her character, wonderful. Uh, Nudie and Singh, if anybody knows that's Khan, he has a relative that's on the ship. Awesome character. Like, it's the show is just, I can't give it enough praise. It is very, very good. Like, high A, A plus for me in terms of the show. Like, I, I see really no faults with the show. I love it that much. So, those are my two uh, suggestions. Um, I can't guarantee next week that we will be on uh, Twitch. I will hope that we can be back on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ARNGM, twitch.tv slash ARNGM. As I gave before, um, in the know is our Twitter handle, at RNGames. Please go to that uh, that Twitter to stay up to date for information. Um, If we are coming back this Friday, we'll possibly move on to Saturdays. I will let you know there. Um, I will also put a posting on when this show will possibly be uh, going out to everybody who's listening on there. But thank you all for being patient. Thank you for listening and sharing. I miss all of you. Beers, any any fuck yous before we leave? Uh, fuck you to both the fuck you to both the centrists and corporate Democrats and the Republicans uh, for basically. Well, fuck you to the Republicans for trying to. Uh, pass the buck on anything except actually actually uh trying to get to the root of the problem at hand like blaming the uh blaming the shooting that's killed massive amounts of people and children trying to blame it on mental illness trying to blame it on porn uh trying to blame it on video games like anything to actually deflect and not crt yes (laughs) and fuck you to the centrist and corporate democrats for screaming at the top of your lungs, someone do something, and you're the ones that are currently in power. <laughs> I hate you guys so much. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> someone do something, you you have control. Fuck you. <laughs> so that's my fuck use for the week. <laughs> you kind of nailed mine. So you kind of nailed mine. Mine is my big f you. First goes to the NRA, um, even from the top. You understand how how dangerous guns can be, and seeing all the slaughter, you as a company can come out and and actually campaign for stricter gun rules. You could, you could say that yes, 
owning a gun is a human right, but there are certain guns that should not be in human hands that could cause conflict. Yes, we want you to buy um, hunting rifles, pistols, and shotguns, but ARs, things that are used to be killed, not only kids, but people in our community should not be in normal civilian hands. And you as a company have the right to step up and actually campaign and push for that. But you won't because it hurts your profit margin. So big yeah. fuck you to you. Uh, big fuck you to all the pol- pol- well, politicians who are in the pockets of the NRA, mainly the GOP. Um, fuck you to all of them. And uh, yeah, I think you, you, you pretty much got most of it. So um, I'm going to leave it on that. And a big fuck you to Michael Todd Hill, man. Like, dude, somebody else could have really used that $10 million. That's $10 million going to race. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> just, like, come on, dude, man. Well, actually, no, your wife is using it, so it ain't going to waste. So yeah, I take that right. back, but still, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll be back hopefully next week, folks. Love you. Uh, remember, if you're in Hawaii, stay safe. Avoid the fastest thug alive. <laughs> Bye. Peace. <laughs>